they calculated this since the late 1800s about how to slowly destroy our soul, to destroy our society. They have gut reaction, they have subjective interpretation, and they have judgment, but they don't have the reasoning. They don't ask themselves, now why Why do I think that? Why did, why did I feel uncomfortable with that? Why did I react to that? Uh-uh, no, 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 no. It's, and you're not feeling the same way, or this is what you've done, and I don't like it, and therefore I'm going to condemn you. Are you ready to stop funding globalists? Ready to ditch the big box stores and finally buy clean products you can trust that are actually good for you and made in America? If you are, I have an exciting program for you, the Freedom Buying Club. You can buy everyday products from cleaning supplies that detox your home to fluoride-free toothpaste you can trust delivered right to your door. They also have my favorite product now, the highest quality USDA prime beef without hormones and antibiotic free from cows raised humanely in the pasture without mRNA vaccines. You can trust what you are buying, sized in just what you need, convenient packs delivered right to your door. No more wasting meat when you are forced to purchase your own cow from the ranch. If you are interested in helping your family get healthier while supporting American Made, go to freedombuyingclub.com, sign up to speak with a representative, and they will explain the entire opportunity to you. Remember, freedombuyingclub.com. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Dr. Jan coming in the program. Her name is really Dr. Jan Helper Hayes, but she called, goes by Dr. Jan. She was on the mainstream media in Great Britain, and she was talking about Donald Trump and where the country was at and her working for the Department of Defense and that they're trying to uh, restore our republic and move out the corporate government and you know the the corporation that was created and i heard that and it was actually very hopeful it was a great interview but i was like wow i want to talk to this person what is all this about and you're gonna you know just keep an open mind as you listen to her and whatever she's um obviously uh works for a republican operative she works for the republican party and she's trying to get people to back donald trump but some of the things that she said, especially in that interview that I reached, why I reached out to her, she talked about some of the things I haven't heard before talked about publicly in any kind of mainstream outlet. And that's why I want to talk to her. She's a member of 12 people who are trying to, she's a psychologist, a doctor, she's a psycho, you know, doctorate in psychology. And they're trying to figure out where people are at in this country because they're trying to transition us to a different way of looking at things. And you know, there's so many hurdles. And we know that when you look at it, that Trump is being viciously attacked and not, and while Biden is not for the same things, they, the other side would say it was different, but legally, I mean, there's just no comparison to how minimal these, he, what he does and how he's attacked. And so it's obvious that there's powerful forces that want to take him down. And, and so I wanted to ask about all that stuff, but I also wanted to ask about where we're moving to and what her role is in that. And she can't talk too much about this stuff. So she's going to tell us a little bit, but we had a long conversation. It was much longer. It went really fast. I didn't even realize we were talking this long. So I hope you get a lot out of this. This will be a multi-part 
interview. And so I hope you stay for the, the whole thing. And I also want to tell you, no matter where you're watching this on, please subscribe and please share my stuff. I'm trying to take everything I hear and get to a deeper level on things. And no matter what topic it is, I want to get farther. And I don't know if feel that that's different than what you're seeing elsewhere. I really want to understand things and I need that support to help get this information out there. So at minimum, please subscribe. I'm working on my third YouTube channel. I probably will. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Finally was added to Twitter. And I don't know if that's, I mean, I, I don't know if I trust all this stuff. I think, well, I know I don't trust YouTube and Google. I don't know if I trust the Twitter stuff, you know, because I, I saw that they've been shadow banning and still not serious. So until they actually are serious, how can you trust any of that? And we trusted Google before. We trusted YouTube before. We invested our money and our time and our assets and everything into that. And then they just took it away from us. How can they take something away that you invest your money and time into and they just say it's theirs and they can take it away? So how do we trust that? We don't want to trust putting our money and our time and everything into something that they don't give a crap about you. And so that we have to, we have to be careful, but if you are a YouTube person, please subscribe and share it. I just hope that you go to other sites that actually seem to care more about you um, because the people that care about you don't behave that way. They don't do the things that they've been doing. Okay. So Let's get into this long two-part conversation with Dr. Jan Helper-Hayes. Hi, Dr. Jan. Welcome to the program. Sarah, thanks for having me. I am really excited to talk to you today. I've been wanting to talk to you since I've heard you on, you were, I think you were on a British television program, a news program, and you were talking about the state of the United States. And before we dive into that, can you talk about your background and what you're doing right now from a, at a big picture? And then I want to dive into things. Sure. Um, my background was, um, I'm known as an expert in change and leadership strategy. And probably in the last 10 to 15 years of my career, I worked, I specialized in mergers and acquisitions. Often, how do you bring two diverse companies and cultures together. And then what, what are the obstacles? What are the resistors? And it takes a good five years. People don't realize this. You know, they criticize Trump. Well, he said he was going to drain the swamp. Well, guess what? He's been draining the swamp. And it takes a good five years. In fact, when... Um, I was at IBM, and when we went through that merger from PricewaterhouseCoopers Consulting to IBM, I lost 62% of my EMEA team because they just didn't want to stay and be yeah. under the IBM umbrella. So you also want that. You want people to leave that don't want to be part of it, and you want people to stay, but then... You really need their feedback. So for example, um, the last major project I did, I was in 90 countries in seven months. And that meant I had to work with the, the combined leadership, the new combined leadership of this company. And when I would go out to work with these teams, they could tell me in terms of 
the strategic rationale and what we were going to implement, what would work and what wouldn't work. So, for example, one was we're going to start to have cross-country selling. Well, I'm with a large portion of the Asian team, and they said, there's no way that'll happen here. We don't trust one another. And so you really have to understand what those dynamics are. So basically, I look for the dynamics that are going on within our awake and our unawake population. And I want to see, first off, the hardest thing for me has been to get into their mind. How do I understand how their mind works? And I finally have concluded that they don't have much reasoning capacity. They prefer to have knee-jerk reactions, very subjective, very self-evident. In other words, I thought this and I'm going with the herd. And anyone says anything different, they're wrong. And then you you often, that's why the cancel culture came. Cancel culture because they couldn't tolerate anything that went against what they thought was right. Well, the cancer uh, culture was, was so bad because they went against their own beliefs, a lot of them, to cancel other people out. Right. I mean, you do. It, it was this con- contradicting. Go ahead. Yeah. You do one thing wrong and it doesn't matter when it happened. Could have happened 20 years ago. But somehow it's also the mind of the liberals is more to punish than it is to promote or open ways to make life easier. Well, they sell themselves, though, as people who are compassionate, wanting to help people. They're the people people, you know, but their behavior is the exact opposite, which is what you're saying right now. Right. I call it condescending compassion. I feel bad for you because see, I'm more privileged. And so therefore I have to look at how you might be sidelined or hurt. And then I have to try to defend you, but I never follow through on the policies like reparations. Reparations is that carrot before the donkey to make them keep walking. They've been promising that for how many decades? Decades and decades. They'll never come up with that. They'll never. But it's the way to entice and manipulate to make you, quote unquote, hopeful. But I think what is happening, I'm finding more and more people, when they tell me they're skeptical, I couldn't be happier. Because if they're skeptical, something's going on and they have to look into it because that conflict is inside of them and they don't really feel, am I on this side or that side or what's the right way to think about it? And um, a good portion, I even think it goes back to the younger group of the baby boomers who went to university and were not taught critical thinking. They were taught subjective thinking and they were validated for it. And we aren't taught critical thinking. They're taught how, or they're, is it on purpose taught how to 
taught how to follow what to think, not to think. Well, that's a byproduct. The fact is that it's better to conform, go with the norm. What do people think? If you're in line with them, then anything else cannot get in. And that's the subjective part of it. They don't let anything else in. And that's why we're seeing absurdity. I mean, a lot of us who've been trying to get this information out, it's it's pretty depressing to see large groups of people. I'm in the Twin Cities, which is really a not a great place because large groups of people still don't won't take in information. They don't want to believe just the what the truth is. And we're seeing propaganda, which we know is not true, constantly in our face. So, you know, that's why I'm so interested in the psychology behind all this. People pushing this propaganda really believe it. I know it's coming from the top, but there's a whole army of people who aren't part of that power structure who are pushing it for them. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, If you think of it this way, let's go back to the Smith-Mund Act and Obama then had it the aspect of it, and although technically it was before domestic could not communicate domestically or international could not communicate domestically, but what it did was it gave the press, the journalists across the board, that's why we had so much of anonymous, anonymous, you know, quotes, was that it is okay not to tell the truth. That's exactly right. Well, and George Soros gave the ACLU $50 million that year and ongoing funds. And then the ACLU, this was in 2012, I believe, is when the Smith-Mutt Act passed. And they went out and wrote op-eds and stuff supporting, saying this is the best for free speech. And ever since then, the ACLU has been a shadow or, or a, you know, yeah, just they don't nothing come. like what they right. were before. Exactly. Yeah. It's... It's tragic. It's tragic how our educational system has let people down, but it all has been so strategic. I was just thinking today about uh, fat shaming because of Lizzo and a few other things in the news. And I realized that the ulterior motive of making fat shaming a hate crime was to let people become obese. Because when you think about how many are obese, when I've I've been here 22 years and I think I was here two or three years and people would say to me, oh, when I was in America, I couldn't believe how many fat people. And I went to Las Vegas that summer to meet some friends and it, it was a shock to me how many over, I mean, grossly overweight people are there. Well, I went to Paris. I went to yeah. Paris and came back and I was like shocked. I was shocked at how many thin people were there and how many fat people were here. Well, now the fat people are exploding around the globe because mm-hmm. fat shaming is a hate crime. You know, there's there's a transgender person here in the UK and we kind of were alluding to what makes people evil. Um, This person has had two mothers arrested because they refused 
to use his pop proper pronoun or her proper pronoun. That's just incredible. Well, the fact that the police have bought into that thinking is what's really incredible. That's my, yes. And we're in one of the worst places I am in the Twin Cities where this kind of psychological manipulation of the people and they're they're not able to think through it on their own of how destructive to themselves this really is. I mean, we're a transgender sanctuary state. People, children really could come here without their parents' permission and start on that. Pewdie blockers, even though they know that kids who uh, have done this, there's a large percentage who regret it, right? And, you know, my sister has a patient right now. She's a doctor and she only has one who got the transgender surgery. I don't remember if it was male, female. She didn't tell me the details, but she, he's, he, she are tw- is 20 right now and completely regrets it. And so it, it's, that is more common than people realize. Right. So right. it's a, it's, it's such a harmful agenda, but the people who are backing it, the, the thing is, I believe that agenda will expose itself for what it is. And eventually, but it only exposes after we, after the people who have been hurt and a lot of damages come out, will that come back? So we're watching a slow motion train wreck. Why can't we keep some of these slow motion train wrecks from happening ahead of time and just have critical thinking skills? Well, we can't because we don't have the media behind us. That's the biggest part. Where are their sources of information coming from? And that is our biggest problem because they're reiterating, regurgitating all of the nonsense. But people think, well, I saw it on CNN or a friend of mine here. I didn't get vaxxed um, and my doctors were kind enough to uh, give me ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And she said, well, the who says it's not OK. And I said, well, in 2015, Fauci approved hydroxychloroquine and I would go through all that it was she shut me out it almost looked to me like her entire body went gray I mean it's weird it is it is because of who said it well research at all no and that's the problem they think that the quote-unquote authority has given them the truth. And I, and, and so I think about what could be the triggers that are going to wake them up. One thing that would probably wake up a lot of liberals is Obama being exposed both as gay and Michelle being exposed for who she really is. And um, perhaps- Do you think that will happen? I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I don't think that they're going to get off. I don't. Well, and we're going to have to wait. It's in God's time, but we're going to have to wait. But yes, I, I think that we have been so fooled and all of this nonstop attack from the moment he came down the golden escalator is people's fear of being exposed. Because as Trump said, I know it all. I was part of them. I understand them. And so he knows how to counter them. 
Well, his mentor was Cone, you know, uh-huh. back in the day. And right. that guy was also the informant for Jimmy Boots, uh, Detective Rothstein. Oh. That guy had his background. I, I did a I did a whole series of interviews with Detective Rothstein, who took down more pedophiles, and he worked with the Vatican. I mean, he worked tried with the guy who the Pope, the first Pope John Paul that was killed. He worked with him. He was killed after a month because he was trying to clean up the church. And his informant was Donald Trump's mentor, and that guy had. Everyone black. He was the blackmail guy of D.C. and New York and that whole area, the swamp. And then he reformed and became Jimmy Boots' biggest informant. He was helping uh, orphanages. He completely changed and did a 180. And at that point, that's when he was Donald Trump's advisor. And Mm -hmm. but he had Hoover um, blackmailed. He had admirals and generals. He had he was oh the blackmail king and but he also when he turned around he ended up they that's why they were able to take down more pedophiles and pe- pedophiles in the cia and everywhere else than any that's why jimmy boots was so successful and you know they the snuff film directors they took down 12 there's 13 of them they were targeting and they were able to take down 12 they just went in and killed them i mean they didn't mess around and i'm i mean they're snuff film guys one of them got loose but he was working directly with nixon to do that it was just uh incredible his stories of what he told me but when i learned who trump's mentor was that means he deeply knows what's happening from that standpoint. Absolutely. And he and JFK Jr. were best friends. So he's got all of that side of things. Were they about the same age? No, I think JFK, no, no, absolutely not. Because uh, JFK would probably be in his early 60s late okay. 50, he was about two or three when uh his dad was killed well so, robert kennedy jr I, is 69 so i was wondering if jfk jr was about the same age so maybe it's a 10-year difference i don't know not quite i think he's probably about 62 he would be 62 but or 62 that makes sense because when did jfk die what year 60 to 62 i think that's yeah. terrible i don't that's I know. the age right yeah uh, but okay and he was about two then so my husband he's about okay no he would have been my husband's my husband was born at 59 he's older than i am he's like a decade older than i am and so he would have been about my husband's age yeah so he would have been 63 yes yes yeah interesting okay can you talk about what your role is? What are you doing now? Because I know you're a, tr- a transformation expert. Um, and that's what we're dealing with now is trying to transform and 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 have people come up to speed. This great awakening, if you will, is is hard. It's traumatic. It's, you know, I went through it early, right? I started this in 2014 about, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. I started this process early before many people did so when it started coming down i had the foundation to be able to work through some of this stuff i can't even imagine the trauma that people who are just trying to get into it 
are going through. So there's that, but there's also trying to bring the world back to our country, back to a place of, of operating without psychopaths running everything. So what is your role in that? Cause I know you are doing that in a more an official role. Can you talk about that? And then I want to dive into well, where we are as a country. Um, I, I do my best every single day trying to wake people up and when I can't wake them up, I do my best to try to understand why, understand what's going on from their viewpoint, why they need to hold on to it. But there's always in the back of my mind, what would be a trigger that could make a crack? And I, I was thinking back, see, I didn't see the evil for a long time. And one of my dearest friends, um, who I have enormous respect for, kept saying, well, they're evil people, they're evil people. And I wish I could remember what it was that went the aha moment of, oh my gosh, they really are evil people. And I think that that is where Trump is psychologically so smart because the more he shows how they behave, the more people will open their eyes. He's really so, becoming a martyr right now, right? I mean, he's, and is that on purpose? Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not sure that I would say, I guess some people might view it as a martyr. As, um, as he says, they're getting at me because they really want to get at you. But he has also been in control of this completely. He knew what he wow. was getting into. I mean, how could you be in control of people suing you from left and right? And they're doing, it's just incredible watching how he's being treated versus how Biden's being treated. Or it, It's very obvious, the discrepancy of how he is versus them. How is he in charge of this? Well, so some of his attorneys from the White House have said, we kept warning him not to say these things. We kept warning him. And Donald Trump is smart enough to take the right warnings. But he knew that if he kept baiting them, it would end up leading to this because no matter what he did, they took the other side and criticized him. They turned anything right into a wrong. That's right. And, and my I don't have this on authority. And I've heard that he really has had the military behind him from before he even ran. If you go back to his 1999 interview with Tim Russert, and it's about a half an hour, and he talks about how he left the Republican Party and went to the Reform Party, and he was asked if he would run for president. And at that time, he said, only if I know I can win. Um, but that they've been trying they were trying to recruit him for a very very long time because he's independent wealthy he's an iconoclast he is not going to give in to other people and they needed someone who had the kind of success had dealt with certain failures knew how to maneuver and I think it was Derek Johnson who said when he gave his um, 
confirmations, his, his speech when he was elected at the swearing in, one needs to look at all the military generals that were behind him. So I think he has an enormous amount of support. He gets an enormous amount of information. And I think it was very early on, he said, we've got the goods on everyone. I mean, think about 13848. You know, how did he know on September 12th, 19, uh, 2018, to identify the kind of election fraud and interference that would happen in 2020. And I think it's because Hillary thought that she had it in the bag. They never expected Donald Trump to get as many votes as he did. And then my dog is about to do, Cody, no, no, Cody. Um, and, and then, what happened was he knew in 2018 they were going to probably try to cheat again. And so he set, he set it all up. He knew 2020 was going to happen. Why else did they watermark ballots? Why else did he put the military in charge? Um, you just have to ask, what do we not know that he knew that led him to make certain conclusions that in the long term would be for our best interest. And see, this is where I get confused because I, uh, I hear all that, but why uh, is it taking so, why does everything have to be done in secrecy? Why is it, is it, there's so many people struggling right now. People are dying. Um, the government's not doing anything for anybody. 15% of the people who got the jab are suffering in silence with injuries. Yes. We are being ready to be taken over by the BRICS nations. We have an open border. We have all this stuff. There's a certain point where it's like, well, uh, it, nobody's doing anything and neither is he, it seems like. And working just to get the psychological, you know, people up psychologically that's fine, but we're dying in the process. So at what point, you know, I, that's why I'm just not sure what to believe on any of this stuff, because I don't understand why all this would be left. To, I mean, we are at, we are really suffering as a nation. We are definitely suffering as a nation, but try to tell people and warn them versus making them experience it. And the goal is to expose all that evil. And I know a lot of people feel so impatient, like, when are there going to be military tribunals? Are they going to make any arrests? When is something going to happen? And I, I think that I don't know when the Georgia case will go to court. She said she wants to do it within six months. Um, but we have to renegotiate 2020. I think that is going to be the major trigger that's going to help everyone. Well, let's talk about a strong leader, everybody wanting a savior versus people needing to step up and do it themselves. Because for our country to function properly, we can't have, it, it was never meant to be a top-down structure. It was meant to be a bottom-up structure that people manage. And right. pe people feel that their power has been stripped from them. Their vote doesn't matter. 
the um the money the the money train comes from above for through the federal reserve and everything that happens there and so people have don't have the resources their vote doesn't matter and they feel like then the propaganda coming from all angles they feel like everything's crammed on their throats and so even if they do understand what's going on it feels like there's nothing happening um that might be the perspective of some people there are so many supplements out there, it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health. Beyond getting your basic nutrition, if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health, it's carbon 60. Why? Because carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try Carbon 60. Be careful though, not all Carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend Carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you Carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you Carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin, and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwestel.com under shop. But I also think that he let he allowed this fraud to happen and come out because think of all the parents that got involved with the school boards. Think about the people that ran for things locally. That was our wake up call that we had been sitting back waiting for our supposed politicians to do the best for us which has not been their intention for who knows how many decades, and that we needed that kick in the butt to get ourselves active, awake, and doing things. And it's amazing the kinds of groups that have sprung up all over America, whether it's the Moms for Liberty or different people who are working to register, um, what's his name? He's got long hair. Um, oh, Scott, Scott something. But he goes around the country to register people. And he really does a good job of converting people to get them to register Republican. Um, so I think we also have to look at the fact that within that dissatisfaction, within that incredible disappointment, um, and within that anger at him and our votes being taken from us, people are rising up. People are more aware. Well, and, and that, go ahead. Oh. I was gonna, I was gonna say, but the Republican part of this equation is a problem too, because the vast majority of the Republicans are dirty and are just as bad as the. They just don't, you know, right. they're the rhinos. They're bad. And so uh, there might be all these Democrats that are realizing they're in a party that's bad, but they don't want to go to the Republican Party because that's bad, too. And I was listening to Scott Jensen talk, and I actually really like him. He ran for governor. I think he won in Minnesota, and that was fixed. And huh. um, he was saying if Republican Party needs to, it used to be back in the 70s, uh, maybe it was the 60s. I thought it was 70s. Um, the independent slash Republican Party. So people who are free thinkers, they're able to think on their own. It was it was a bigger 
it was a bigger, um, you know, umbrella, bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger umbrella. Cause right now it's like, I don't want to be part of these guys, but I don't want to be part of these guys either. It's bad all around. There's a handful of people maybe who, I mean, I look at the Arizona, I've been covering some of the stuff with the Breger report and stuff. Breger reports 26 States, but I look at Arizona and I'm like, we know that the Republican party is the one that smashed the audit and did it was them that lead that led against Carrie Lake to be able to expose this. It was them that squashed Trump's uh, audit. The Republican Party did it behind the scenes. And so, I mean, who wants to be part of any of these guys? Well, true. And that's why a lot of people are realizing that we have a uniparty. We don't really that's that's just disappeared. And they've exchanged issues back and forth in some respects. I mean, Bill Clinton was admired by Republicans because he dealt with the economy. And the fact that it's the economy stupid, because that was always the purview of the Republicans to talk about economy. Now, I've known Dianne Feinstein for more than 40 years. And... um, she used to be a conservative Democrat. She believed in social justice, but she believed in national security. Um, she believed that we needed to focus on foreign affairs. An old school Democrat. Look, an old school Democrat, that the economy is what is very important to focus on and how those policies impact it. And, but, and so we, hey. we we lost all that, right? I mean, because now we look oh. at the civil liberties, um, like the ACLU that used to fight for civil liberties. I'm a I'm a civil libertarian almost, where I'm like, I what the heck? I, I, I really don't care if someone wants to be a transgender. I don't care if they want to turn themselves into a plant. I don't really care. Just leave me alone and stop subjecting it onto everybody else. That's and, my and views. Then, all right, but okay. Let's imagine that you've got these globalists who have been groomed over the generations to believe that all the power belongs to them and they are right. And then they know that what they want ultimately is this one world government. I mean, even if we just take the 300 who belong to the Bilderberg group, how are 300, they're gonna fight for who has power and who has control if it were to be a one world government. But they calculated this since the late 1800s about how to slowly destroy our soul, to destroy our society. And the Best thing that happened, I know people have a problem with Donald Trump and the vaccine, but- They do, that, that's a big issue. We should probably it, talk about it, but keep going. It, yeah, it is a big issue, but I'd like them to think about it this way. Fauci was saying, oh, it can take seven to 10 years to come up with a vaccine. Trump knew that if they kept us in lockdown, and let it extend beyond the time that it did, it would just, it would destroy. It would just 
and, and all over the globe. It would destroy people. That well, we already been- have uh, just that lockdown time. We, yes. we all these businesses that went out and, and the depression and the kids that are are have speech delays and all this stuff. That's a drop in the bucket compared to the mass starvation that these third world countries are suffering from because they didn't get their supplies and the food that they need. I mean, we're talking serious famine that's going on or that, you know, they, we already had, we always had starvation, but that's been escalated. Well, that's part of depopulation. It is. I know. Yeah. Um, So when you think that Henry Kissinger was one of the main people for all these years advocating the new world government and having being able to influence to educate and influence then what do these people think and i just i think they don't have the capacity for empathy and empathy is when you can put yourself in the other person's shoes sympathy is when you feel the same I sympathize with you. You know, we've both been hurt, whatever. We've had love breakups or rejected. Um, but empathy, I don't think they have that. I, I truly don't. And then I read a statistic that one in 100 people are psychopaths. So if you take 330 million, that means... 3,300,000 people are psychopaths. And then I wish I could do a study of how many people in power fall under that. Because well, don't they promote them? Aren't that's who they tar- oh. they were targeting those kind of people? Oh, they absolutely get away with it. I mean, there are so many things that from an organizational standpoint, I cannot believe in public service, people have gotten away with it. Like Deborah Bricks and Redfield, they were caught um, totally lying about results of a study. So what happened? They moved them over to another division in the Department of Defense. Or this guy that wouldn't turn the water on in Maui, has now been promoted to a national water management committee. So well, and that so the psychopaths are promoting the psychopaths. And but now when you're as a psychologist, can you because I know that there's brain waves and technology to see, we can tell a psychopath because their brain waves are different. And there's technology now that we could actually we could tell who we could probably uh, attest everyone and figure out who has the psycho, you know, psychopath brainwaves. Can you tell just by when they're talking and acting and they're, can you, have you, do you have a sense for that? No, no, you, you have to study them because you have to see how many times their words either go with their actions or go against their actions. And then you need to look at what, were those actions and who was impacted by those actions. 
it's more complicated now. So doing the, when in your research, you know, the brain waves are different and there is technology where we could scan the brain wave. Even I mean, we, the technology is to the point where we could probably put it on our phones and we could scan and say, okay, let's. Oh, wouldn't that people. be great? <laughs> yeah, I, actually it, 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 I've done some shows on that where we really could probably start getting to, we probably are at that point, but to actually implement and get it out would right. be difficult. Now, have you looked at that and how accurate do you think that is? I mean, are there people with psychopath brains? I just don't want to implement something that would actually be worse for society than better. But if you actually had something that could, you know, that when you've seen psychopath brains, is there people with psychopath brains who actually aren't psychopaths? Um, first off, uh, if you're doing evil things, I'm not sure I would label you as psychopath because not all psychopaths do evil things. That's the question you know? I'm getting and, to. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I tend not to label people, but prefer to describe the actions and the words, because that will tell you a lot about people. I listen to their phraseology and I, uh, if you just believe their words, and that's what's happening with the Democrats, people believe their words and they don't look at how their actions totally contradict. They don't realize that in one of Alinsky's rules, it's accuse the other side of what you do, but they're starting to see it. They're starting, when things don't make sense, your own belief system starts breaking down. And that's what they're starting to see. So now when I look at some social media posts, I just couldn't believe I even read some of this stuff where there was somebody who was uh, for Biden and for the, that whole side. And they were saying that the people like us were sad. They went through a real why people are angry, why Trump supporters are angry. And it's because then they explained how the small towns have been gutted out. And and he used to have he's I don't know, he's this guy was in his this it was really powerful what he wrote. He was in his late 60s. He explained how his Texas town had these manufacturing plants. They're no longer there. They used to have these car dealerships. They're no longer there. There isn't good uh, working you know, jobs for the people who are in this town. And that's what's happening across the entire country. And so people are angry because their livelihoods are gone. And then all the open borders, all this stuff. He didn't talk about open borders. He talked about that. Um, I brought up open borders. So delete that. And then he said, the reason why people are, um, that's why they're angry and they support Trump, but their their sad part is that they're brainwashed because they're propagandized and they can't see that the Democrats are for the people and trying to help everybody. And that the that all these people who are lined up with Trump are being propagandized by the media. And I'm thinking, oh my God, that's the opposite. That's the exact same thing that we're saying is happening to them and they're turning it and this guy really believes it. So I'm wondering if that's the message now that they're putting out to their people is that the reason why people are against us is because they've been brainwashed by the propaganda. I think that's true for both sides, for both sides. You know, they buy into it. Um, but there is a component of self-delusion because let me go back to they only think subjectively. They have, we all have our intuition, which is basically the driver and reasoning is our servant, our chauffeur. So that 
we first perceive things and sometimes I am mean, when you can ask a kid, why did you do that? I don't know. You can ask yourself why you did certain things. Well, I don't really know, but the combination of our gut feelings and our physical reactions are what help lead us to making sense of things. And the people that are unwilling because uh, they think maybe feelings are bad, so they deny their feelings. You know, so like someone yelling and saying they're not angry. Uh, do you hear your voice? You're very, very angry. But uh, it's self-delusion. And our political system and our media supports the continuance of the self-delusion. If you don't get feedback, you think you're okay. If you don't get challenged, do you think what you're doing is okay? The thing that I cannot understand is how this judge uh, for the J6, for Trump's indictment, can think that the BLM riots were absolutely fine. They were peaceful, just the way the media told us, and why J6 was not. And yeah, that's a mind-boggling thing. I, I'm from the Twin Cities, so I watched our city burn for three days, and they gutted neighborhoods and all these things, and and they claim that's not a big deal. Right. Right. Oh, well, and Seattle and the people that are moving out of Seattle and San Francisco downtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, My the, kids worked out there. Uh, yeah. Are Seattle and San there? Francisco. Or did they come back? Well, they came back. My son came back because he it was right in the middle of it before COVID and he moved back. Um, and now he's getting a house and everything else, but he, I was, you got to get out of there. And so we got him out of there. And then my daughter actually had an internship in Silicon Valley this summer, which is great for her. It's her last, she's graduating this fall. Um, yeah. but my son had an internship out there as well. And, um, you know, and I did a little mini documentary on San Francisco and, uh, that place is a, it, it's sad because it didn't always, it wasn't always a, that way, but it's a hell of a oh, no. No, you know, they I, have maps for the where the shit is, you know, I mean, and the terrible. needle and and everything yes. else. And Nordstrom used to have a gorgeous store that they, they built this incredible mall right downtown on Market Street. And just about all the businesses are leaving. Yeah. And it all because a district attorney said, if you steal less than a thousand, I'm not going to do anything to you. Yeah, and so, so they can't afford to be there. No, well, because of the theft. I mean, our the Walgreens there is completely behind Lucite with lock and key. I mean, you want a tube of toothpaste, you need someone to open up that little box so that you can get the toothpaste because people would go in with duffel bags and security guards couldn't do anything well how expensive is that though i mean because you can't the price of securing your products to that level is really high which is also why a lot of them are leaving the area absolutely or the areas yes it, but see it, it goes back to what would make anyone think that way but doesn't, aren't they doing it on purpose, though, to, cl to well, clear out those areas for other agendas? I mean, because it seems so oh, stupid 
that I, I mean, I'm sorry, well, keep going about what would make right. them think that way. Um, you have Soros who has supported and funded a lot of attorney generals. Why do they want to defund the police? Why do they not believe in law and order? Why is criminality okay? Well, they've been told that it can be. And they don't, the sense of right and wrong is not law and order. The sense of right and wrong is I believe in Trump and I believe in freedom. Therefore, I don't care about the good for everyone. Something's wrong with me because I'm unwilling to give up my individuality to be part of something bigger than me. And it's the same, it's climate change. These people have no higher power. They have no sense of that. They have been, they, any bit about spirituality or religion has been taken out of them, but the human need for it is still there. Therefore, climate change. If I care about climate change, I've been told it's hurting the world and all the people of the world. So I need to care about climate change because then I'm thinking about my neighbor. Well, it's such a hoax. But well, climate change is a hoax because 9,900 years of the last 10,000 years have been hotter than it is today, you know, according to the ice core levels um, that they've tested in, in Greenland. So we know that this is all BS. I mean, the science has proven it. But if you zoom in just on the last 50, it's, it goes way up because we're coming out of a mini ice age. And so if you really want to fool people, you just focus. You can take stats and make them look any way you want. But you look at that one graph. I've been that that graph is so powerful to show people this is just complete BS. But what do you think about zero carbon? Are they is that code for there's too many people and they want to depopulate because carbon is plant food. So why would they want to get rid of plant food other than getting rid of us? Carbon is us. We're carbon creatures. Everything, when you look at the different policies, have been to destroy our mind and our soul.